from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. The modern movie franchise that a team source compared the culture at the Panthers facility to was filmed here in North Carolina. So maybe it was a geography thing. There it is. I'll reveal what movie franchise that is in a second. But first, I just want to to emphasize, uh, there is a tried and true timeline in professional sports. So there's there's the the report that we're going to talk about is right on schedule. It, unbelievably on schedule. The timeline is simple. A coach gets fired or a player gets traded, and then suddenly all these unnamed sources feel completely prepared to uh, bash that player or coach. It's it's unbelievable. Player gets traded, then all of a sudden all these unnamed sources want to say, well, they were the last one in, the first one out, right? They they didn't watch film. They 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 were difficult. They they demanded things. It happens. Okay, so Frank Reich was fired, and there is undoubtedly going to be some some unnamed sources bashing everything involved with Frank Reich. That being said, it's believable with the Panthers. Mm-hmm. When when a culture gets bashed and it's over there at Bank of America Stadium, it's like you know what? Maybe it's not completely untrue. Uh, maybe it's not just uh, you know, Frank Reich bashing. Uh, so there was an article in the Athletic. I'm going to read my favorite segment of the article uh it is a uh, three three sentences and it does reveal which movie franchise the team source compared the culture with the panthers to uh here we go from the athletic team sources described a hunger games culture at bank of america stadium coaches said they believed other staff members were text messaging tepper behind reich's back about issues they saw with the team in one in instance, general manager Scott Fitterer and an offensive coach went to Tepper with a coaching suggestion for the quarterback. End quote. Woo boy. Now, I would argue that's not really a Hunger Games style thing. That's more of a Game of Thrones style thing with the backstabbing and the deceit. Oh. Ready? I, I, I can, I'm, I'm a decent whistler. Ready? Huh? All, all the mocking jays out there, come with me. I saw the movie, did not read the book, uh, and apparently that movie was filmed in, in North Carolina for for parts in the woods. Didn't realize that. Um, this is not good. This, that report right there, is everything we've been worrying about. Mm-hmm. Right, that I feel like we were early on it. The the four horsemen of the franchise that we talk about. Mm-hmm. You need to have the quarterback, the the coach the GM, and the owner on the same page. They need to trust each other implicitly. This doesn't happen when that trust is there. You don't go running around the coach to the owner when you know the owner and the coach trust each other. The GM doesn't go to the owner to talk about the coach when the three of them trust each other. And you don't go to talk about what to do with the quarterback when all four of you trust each other. And that's the only way a franchise works. That's the only way the franchise works. One of the examples in this argu- in this very article on The Athletic says Reich, Fitterer, and the offensive coaches decided the priority was about getting Bryce Young, 
ready to call plays in the huddle and run an offense that ended up being a hybrid of the offense Reich's been running over the past few years and the, the elements that Thomas Brown was bringing with him from the McVay uh, coaching tree. So that's what they focused on. Sean McVay had coached Los Angeles Rams. Los Angeles Rams, Super Bowl winning mm-hmm. offensive co- or uh, offensive coordinator slash play caller slash head coach with the Rams. That meant, and again, it's all in the article, that they were not making priority number one, fixing Bryce Young's mechanics. Which apparently there were some things they wanted to fix. We'll talk about it. But that, to me, is fine, right? The coach, the the GM, and the offensive coaches got together, came up with a plan. That's fine, right? It could be a bad plan, but it's almost like if we're all moving in the right direction of a bad plan, that's better than everyone moving in their own direction. At some point in the season, according to this article, Fitterer and some of the offensive coaches, that's the GM and some of the offensive coaches, told Tepper, uh, meaning the owner, that Bryce Young's footwork was an issue with the protections. That's part of the fundamental stuff. That's part of the, the, the mechanics that they wanted to fix or knew they were going to have to at one point but decided it wasn't the priority. This was substantiated by some comments from Andy Dalton, their backup quarterback, who said their Thanksgiving week practices did involve some footwork teaching and, and cleaning up. Listen, the owner should not have snitches running to them, moles running to them, saying, coach isn't doing this, coach isn't doing this, he's not, he's not focusing on the footwork. And especially if everybody was involved in the decision to not focus on the footwork. Mm-hmm. Right? The article says Fitterer was a part of the group that decided to focus on getting Bryce Young in, in position to call plays and run that specific hybrid offense rather than working on mechanics. And then Fitterer was also part of the group that ran to, to Tepper and said, why isn't coach working on the mechanics and the fundamentals with, with Bryce Young? You can't be in both sides. That's where it gets very Game of Thronesy. Again, I didn't watch all the Game of Thrones, but I've colloquially been in discussions about them. Sounds very Littlefinger-ish. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. That trust, and and here's the thing, Frank Reich needs to know like the kind of otherworldly trust that it's like if someone's running to Tepper to tattle on him, he needs to know that Tepper's going to call him up and be like, you're never going to guess who's in my office today. (laughs) Get on up here. I need to tell you about your offensive coaches. Like it needs to be that kind of relationship. Right? I mean, we all have friends like that, right? You can't talk about Jeff when Jimmy's around because you know anything that you say about Jeff, Jimmy's going to run and tell Jeff, right? They're close like that. That's so it's like, all right, you know, I'm not going to poke fun or whatever at, at Jeff when Jimmy's around. That's how your quarterback, your head coach, your GM, and your, your owner need to be. We can't run and tattle on the, the, the head coach to the owner because the owner's just going to tell the, the head coach. We can't run and tattle on the quarterback to the GM because the GM's just going to tell the quarterback. Those four have to be thick as thieves. They are not, we're not are not, may never be as thick as thieves as they should be with with the Carolina Panthers. Because now there's rifts all up and down. Yes, Frank Reich is gone, okay? So eliminate him from the conversation. Bryce Young is learning through team sources and reporting, and you can say he doesn't read it, but someone's telling him about it. Bryce Young is learning through team sources on The Athletic that the GM was tattling on his mechanics to the owner. 
Now there's going to be a conversation at some point this offseason about, I don't know, someone at Alabama that they're considering drafting, and they're going to go, Bryce, what do you think? And he's going to have to look at Fitter and be like, what the heck, dude? Or they're going to say, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're thinking of this guy in free agency. Have you worked out with him? Do you know him? And he's going to look at Tepper and be like, I don't trust you. And I don't trust Tepper. I might trust the new guy, but guess what? Not if you were Tepper pick him. This is the problem with the Panthers. They, they, they tried to start on step 17. Let's go get the stud quarterback. Okay, well, are you set up as a franchise to have success with a stud quarterback? Absolutely not. Do you have your, your power structure in place? Most definitely not. You have the offensive line? Nope. You have receivers that get open? Maybe one. Great. Let's jump to step 17. They, they, they bought, we'll use a Christmas analogy. They bought the star to put on top of the tree. Don't have a tree. Don't have tinsel. Don't have a stand. Don't, they don't have the tree stand. Heck, they haven't even moved the chair out of the spot in the living room that they're going to put the tree. The chair's still there and someone's sitting in it. But yeah, bring the star in. We'll see where we can put it. And put the star on top of the TV. Put the screensaver on the TV of a tree. Call it a day. That's not going to work. Welcome to, welcome to uh, Panther's Logic. Right, work from work from reverse. Right, that, that that's uh, start on step seventeen. It's like a um, kind of IKEA ish, right? If you don't have the instructions in front of you, it's going to be a really really tough way to go about it. They they don't have the instructions in front of them. So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina. And this place seemed like the right place for me for where I wanted to go and the connections I could make uh, within the program. Turn your hobby into a career in one of the highest paid professions in the country with William Peace University's Simulation and Game Design Program. Master design, 3D modeling, and programming in a state-of-the-art space with the latest and most remarkable technologies available. Find out more at peace.edu. More great news for carry commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away Sam Howell has come back down to earth I'll put it that way suddenly he has to pick it up I believe to have a chance of being the guy next year for Washington and and that's different than how we were talking about him just a couple weeks ago almost certainly there will be a new coach in Washington next season you have to like there's there's a fine line between like this quarterback is part of the appeal of taking this coaching job and this quarterback is an obstacle that you'll have to move out of your way once you take the coaching job. Fine line there. The f- it, it, it's a, a very fine line. Uh, let me ask you this. If the Chargers job becomes available, everybody's going to say, ooh, you get to coach Justin Herbert. If the Bears job becomes available, how many people are going to be thinking, well, if you move Justin Fields, you might be able to bring in Caleb Williams. Got that first pick. Right? It's it's a – or Drake May, depending on your your uh, own preferences. 
Sam Howell is going to be somewhere between that, I guess. Are you going like, wow, Washington, and you get to look at this jobs open and you get to coach Sam Howell or jobs open and you have a top five pick and all you got to do is move on from Sam Howell. There's also the appeal of, well, hey, I can possibly keep Eric Bieniemy as my offensive coordinator. Maybe. Maybe Eric Bieniemy is the head coach. Maybe. There's a lot of stuff going on there also. Mm-hmm. But for most of the year, Sam Howell was building towards being part of the appeal. He was building towards being, all right, we got our guy. Let's go find a coach to pair with him. The last three weeks have really flipped it. Through 10 weeks, he had thrown 17 touchdowns, nine interceptions. The last three weeks, one touchdown, five interceptions. Hmm. So we had gone from roughly two to one turnover to or, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, roughly two to one, to one to five. It's a big swing, right? That's a, I mean, it's a massive swing. And Terry McLaurin's getting less and less involved. And and there's some other things about that offense that are like, wait a minute here. So now, guess what you need to do? Fix it, right? Part of the reason I love Sam Howell, and part of the reason I was really excited about him earlier this year, is I love how he doesn't doesn't change his fear scale when he starts playing poorly. He doesn't clam up, right? He doesn't go, I've thrown two picks. All right, now I'm just going to check it down the rest of the Let day. play it safe. He, he doesn't do that, which is – awesome because I think that's the only way you can ever truly reach your potential. It's also terrifying when you get on a bad streak, right? It's like he's never going to rein it in, is he? Uh, He seems to be the same guy now as he is after a hot streak. I think that's important. Don't get too high, don't get too low, and that seems to be his personality. He's not forcing it. I like all of that. But there, there is something to be said for improving and getting better and fixing it and not making the same mistakes over and over again. Uh, per pro football focus, this might be, dare I say, Jameis Winston-esque, okay? Per pro football focus, uh, Sam Howell has 25 big-time throws. That's the fifth most of anyone in the NFL. He also has 22 turnover-worthy plays. That's the second most of anyone in the NFL. So he's trusting his arm for better or worse, right? He's he's Like I said, it's Jameis Winston-esque. Hey, let it rip, man. Now... People may forget this. At one point in time, Jameis Winston had, you know, he was a pro bowler. He was like the top dynasty fantasy pick. He, he, at one point in time, he had all the potential in the world because people were saying once he works those turnovers out of his game, sky's the limit for this guy. You have the same hopes for Sam Howell, but you got to start proving it. And unfortunately for Sam Howell, he was not the number one overall pick like Jameis Winston, so he's not going to have as much time to prove it. It's kind of like you have the rest of the season or else the new guy is going to come in and bring a new guy in. The new coach is going to come in and bring a new guy in. You're playing for your next job, just like everyone in the NFL basically always is, but you specifically right now have your, your grasp on one of 32 starting quarterback jobs in the world. Right, there's only 32 NFL starting quarterbacks in the world. And to have a complete offseason where you are the guy, wildly rare. You have it in your grasp. What you have to do now, and I know it's not all on you, and I know there's a lot wrong with that Washington Commanders team, you have to win games. Right now, Washington is slated to pick fourth in the NFL draft. Fourth. That's too high. That's 
Drake May might be there, right, depending on who's above him. I doubt it, but maybe. That's definitely whoever the third quarterback is is going to be there. That's We might not have to give up that much to move up to number two spot. Four is too high. I think if they're picking ninth, tenth, eleventh, or, or later, then it's like, oh no, we'll, we'll we'll give Howell another run and see see what the the future holds for a quarterback, or maybe we'll go Howell and we'll bring in like a veteran competitor, uh, like something along those lines. But but that's the difference. If you're in fourth now in the draft, you need to get to ninth. Unfortunately, you can't do that just by like I played well in a loss. You need to win games. That's the only way to climb out of the hole of the draft, and that's your 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 task now. Play well enough that you win three or four games. Is that hard? Heck yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, that's hard. You think that – I know it's his second year of the NFL, but it's his first year as a starter. You mm-hmm. think he kind of hit that quote-unquote rookie wall? I mean, there's always – there's – you know, I talk about I talk about in punches, like punch and counterpunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot more tape of him out there now in the yeah. NFL. So defensive coordinators are, you know – Oh, he hates hates when we blitz backside. So guess what they're doing all the time? Blitzing backside, right? It's it, and I'm not saying that is a specific that's just a generic example, right? It's like, hey, they he hates you know, two shell, uh or to use a baseball term, can it the curve, right? As soon as that that's your your reputation, you're just gonna get a steady diet of curveballs for the until you prove you, you can hit it. So maybe that's what's happened. Maybe there is some kind of blueprint out there on tape. This is how you uh frustrate Sam Howell. He has every physical ability in the book, right? Eric Bieniemy has enough experience in this game that the two of them should be able to put their heads together and and beat whatever is the the thing that's confusing him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it could be happening, but that's something you can fix, and you better prove it. You know, within these next however many games, five games, five games but left. They're on they're on bye this week also, so now's a good time to fix it. Yeah, let's say it's a good time to fix it, kind of kind of reset. It's a late bye week. Super late. Super late bye week. This is a fantasy thing that I've noticed. Like, the fantasy football playoffs start next week. I never remember buys being a thing this late. Like, that's that just the, the calendar that I'm seeing it in is the fantasy football calendar. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the NFL is the same thing. I never remember buys being a thing this late. That's very late in the season. They started, like, week five. That's that's a, basically an entire the college football season between. <laughs> like, basically, that, that's that's absurd. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.